I'm Tammy McCarthy. And I'm Becky Fleischer. We're two soul sisters on the front lines of growth and transformation, getting real about it all. You know, sometimes we're totally in our woo-woo groove, walking on light. Yep. And other times, we lose our footing and end up tripping over those very same rays of sunshine. That's woo-woo in the real world. On this show, we're giving you an inside look at all the healing practices and mindfulness that we use and how we integrate them into our lives. Yep, we're talking to interesting people who can help us along the way as we look at some of the woo and wild things that make us go, hmm. We hope that you'll join us. Living Living woo-woo in the real world. Here, all the way. Woo-woo. All the way, woo-woo. So welcome, everybody, who's tuning in and listening to this episode or watching us on YouTube. Yeah. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope so. Hope so. So if you're listening, you're not going to get this. So I highly recommend (laughs) that you go to the YouTube, although you'll probably see it on our Instas as well, because we'll we'll promo this before it's live tomorrow. Right. But you know how you say that that expression, uh, your vibe, no, what is it? Yeah, your vibe Vibe attracts your tribe, tribe, right? And this is how I know that Becky and I are vibing, (laughs) because she walks in today. I haven't seen you in a while, actually. We talk a lot. We text a lot. And um, she's wearing this amazing sweater. I just love this color, right? And of course, this is where we're filming here at Kahlo. if you see the wallpaper, which I love, it's got the same color detail in the wallpaper. And then Kendall hung this art here. Gorgeous. Um, and look, it's got the pops of, I don't know, what is that? Magenta? Magenta, I think. Raspberry, magenta. Right. I yeah. mean, it's just so great. So um, I, I'm happy about my vibe and my tribe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I didn't even think, I know this wallpaper, obviously. Yeah. I love this wallpaper, but I didn't think about that when I put my sweater on. That's right, because you don't have to. That's no, the beauty of right? it. We're just We're in, in the this zone. frequency. Yeah. We're in the flow. Exactly. Yes. We are in the flow. So, so if everybody wants to put their raspberry sweaters on, magenta. Come by Kahlo. <laughs> have your photo taken. Meet us. <laughs> it's fun. It the magenta fun. tribe. It is. I like it. It's got good vibes right now. I it's love very it. It's spring. a happy color. It is. Yes. So happy spring. Happy spring. That's why I had to put this on. I have to. We were talking earlier. I have to sit at a baseball game later today. Yes. Very real world. Right. And it's cold outside. It is. <laughs> but I was like, dang it! It feels like spring. So I have to put on a springy color. Right. Well, the calendar says it's spring. Yes. Right. But the weather is. It's it's still messing with us a we're little not there bit. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> getting there yeah so I just want everybody to also make note if you're watching Becky is so excited because she's got her note cards I do I feel like Oprah I told I told these guys when I walked in I was like watch out I am well prepared mm-hmm. this time yes 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 well I'm prepared too Becky of course you are I just can't remember anything so I have to when I come up with something I know I want to talk yeah. about no, I have to make great. sure it's I on love the, card. the cards I mean if those were color-coded or something then I would have been like Becky goals. goals. Yes. Woo-woo goals. Next time. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, speaking of woo-woo goals, we would, we wanted to kick off today's show by talking a little bit about what was the most woo-woo thing that has happened to us in the last week, mm-hmm. or has life been a little more real world in the last week? Yeah. I mean, real world is kicking me in the butt this week. <laughs> You're busy. The most, honestly, the most woo-woo thing that has happened, I have a real world and a woo-woo, actually. 
So I had a very woo-woo thing happen to me last Friday, and I'll bring it up because I've talked about it before on the show, about my thing with hawks, right? Oh my gosh, yes. And the now every time I see hawks. a hawk, I'm like, I should call Becky because <laughs> I'm like, no, she's got her own hawks. This is my wait, hawk. Wait, you okay. know, okay, I, wait, now I have two woo-woo things because I didn't tell you. You and I were on the phone the other day, and mm -hmm. I was driving over to the end. This was actually on Friday, so this is two hawk things on Friday. Wow. Now I'm just putting it together. Okay, so last Friday, I'm talking to my therapist, and we're, I'm looking out this gorgeous window out in her backyard, and she's, we're like connecting a dot on something that's giving me some major insight, mm -hmm. right? Kind of that elevated, high-level, cool. hawkish kind of insight, right? And so I'm literally sitting there having my mind blown, like, whoa, okay, I've never made that connection, but that makes so much sense to me, and it's opening something up inside of me. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm looking out the window, and a hawk just flies right by and lands on, on the course. tree. And I was like, okay, yep, uh-huh. Message received, I got it. Mm -hmm. um, and then later that day, you and I were speaking on the phone, and I was driving to our engineers, we're mixing our album, oh, which has been exceedingly real world. <laughs> yeah, but so cool, and what an accomplishment. Oh my gosh, yeah, for another show, for yes. another show. So we're talking on the phone, and I didn't even, we were like in the middle of something, so I didn't want to stop it with the daggone hawk sighting. But I drove underneath a hawk sitting in a tree. Wow. Yes, on yeah. the sawmill. That's amazing. I, I think know. that they just zero in on your... They do. Frequency. I, yeah, I'm like something. very tuned in with them right yeah. now. So. Well, I mean, that's your... Um, everybody says, you know, that's my sign or um, that's my uh, animal right. totem, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, I mean, clearly the hawk is yours. Yeah, it has been for uh, the last year plus, so... Yeah, I had a thing with redbirds for a long time, but mm -hmm. now the hawk has taken over. That's very cool. Very so cool. So for me, if we're speaking about signs and woo-woo, mm -hmm. that reminds me of something that happened this uh, week. Very consistently, I've been seeing fours and the combination of fours yeah. um, everywhere. Ooh. Yeah. You know, so when I look that up, it's all about uh, the angel meaning behind those numbers is... Um, your angels are confirming that you are on your path. It's all about positive change. Um, it's a sign of good luck, right? Mm. And, um, you know, I'm in the midst of major transition. Yeah. And, you know, stuff pops up where you're, you're thinking, am I on the right path here? Yeah. <laughs> I just need a sign. I need a sign. I need a sign. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so that's one example. Like the fours have been popping up everywhere. And I don't normally see repeating numbers um, like that, you know? Like occasionally I'll go, I'll, I'll make a statement and like your hawk will show up. Uh-huh. And for me, um, 33 or double ones would pop up. Yeah. Um, and this year I turned a big number um, 55. I'm sharing that with the world. And celebrate you know, it. Yes. Absolutely. But it, 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 fives and particularly double fives are very powerful because it is um, freedom and transformation. Oh. So I've been celebrating this oh. year as my freedom and transformation. And then when you look at all of these things that are happening yeah. or developing, um, it definitely <laughs> falls in line with that and just working on you know how to be aligned around that right and yeah. so this week has been particularly difficult as you're navigating change and as you're you actually have to make some you know decisions mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um and I, I literally said to my husband you know sometimes i feel like i'm just working uh working in quicksand yeah you know it's like i got it i'm shifting <laughs> i'm aligned my heart's on fire i'm doing this thing and then shoosh 
oh, I guess I'm not doing it the way I thought mm -hmm. I was doing it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I really, like, I, uh, two nights ago, I was just like, what the mother F? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I hate, I really hate when that happens. When you are, yeah. like, just like our theme song, right? Like, right. you can just be walking on light. Exactly. And then you're tripping, tripping over, over the sunshine. same rays of sunshine. I mean, it And happens. that's what it is. And then these fours have been popping up. And then when you see, you know, the message behind the fours, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to have faith. I'm going to trust. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm going to find the flow. Right. Exactly. And that can be super difficult. Super difficult. Yeah. It's I mean, that's that's the real world. Right. That is the real world because you think that like you're stepping out into this bold transition and you're taking the bold steps and the, the and the common thing that's said is like, oh, take the leap and the road will rise up to meet you. You know, like the net will appear. It does, but that doesn't mean that you might not hit a few branches. Right. Or that it's not going to be uncomfortable or you're right. not, you know, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows, no, right? Definitely not. Um, which reminds me of um, Eckhart Tolle, which is somebody that I follow and I know you do mm -hmm. too. Um, and, you know, being present, but also like finding the stillness, right? Yeah. And creating the spaciousness for yourself so that, and that's what I keep falling back on, you yes. know? And for me, I think even when we were talking, about some things that were upsetting me. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna go take a walk in nature. Yep. Give myself some space, give myself some time, and um, you know, and just get away from my mind, you know, just trying to take over, right? Yeah. And then when you're doing that, and you see the hawk, or you see these numbers, and you're like, and not just once, or not just twice, like, you're seeing hawks a lot. A lot. And this week, I, it was enough to see these fours where I'm like, what is the friggin' number? Right. <laughs> and what, what is, is the meaning, I mean, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and what is it about? And it's like, all right, so, yeah. Um, and it's like Eckhart Tolle says, you know, it's like, why do we do this? It's because the background, your background noise, your mind, all of the things that are happening sort of just fade in the background, right? Mm -hmm. That external stuff that's just like chipping away or, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and through that stillness is where your authentic self really can come through and really where your heart, I mean, you talk about this all the time, yeah, you know, yeah. about, you know, going within and being still to, to let your heart and those whispers yeah. have a path to come yeah, out. Exactly. Which is the perfect transition. One of the things we wanted to cover in today's show we really wanted to define for our listeners how we define woo-woo. Oh, yeah. We started asking our guests that. Mm -hmm. I think on the last two interviews, yeah. we've, we've asked our guests like how they define woo-woo because it's such a broad and somewhat vague term. Yes. And I think there's a lot that gets stuck to it mm -hmm. that might turn people off or might give people the wrong impression. And I just, I think it's one of those things for myself, I've been really trying to very consciously and intentionally define things in my life. Yeah. All the way down to words. Mm -hmm. Like, write a definition for what I think it is. Don't look it up. Don't ask somebody else. Like, what do I think that it is? And so I, I had done this a while ago. I think you and I had talked about this, actually, about, like, well, what do we think woo-woo is? Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would just be fun to share that with our audience about... Yeah. What are our perspectives? Because everybody has their own lens, mm -hmm. and you bring your own background yeah. and your own experiences. And so that really, especially I think when you're talking about woo, that really shapes that word. And so what is the shape of your word when you mm -hmm. talk about woo-woo? How do you define it? How is it shaped? What's it mean to you? Yeah, really good question, Beck. 
Thanks. Um, it's my Oprah note card. I know. <laughs> note card number two uh -huh. says, um, yeah, no, I think um, for me it's about uh, personal development and spiritual growth because, look, I mean, I grew up in Baltimore in a very um, unconventional way. Mm -hmm. um, I had a single mom. We, it was a tight-knit family, but it was a very dysfunctional family. Um, and I didn't operate with a lot of clarity mm -hmm. for a very long time. And I moved to New York City when I was you know, 17, and I went to Parsons School of Design. And there I was just kind of engulfed in the energy of New York City, mm -hmm. which was amazing, mm -hmm. right? And so stimulating and creative, there's no energy like it. Yeah, very generative. Yeah, yeah. and for me, I was like, I am never going anywhere else besides <laughs> here. Uh -huh. um, and it was a high school trip. Um, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. And the big sort of you know rite of passage before you graduated is in the spring, we went to a Broadway show. Oh, the world's worst Broadway show, oh. Cats on Broadway. Oh, Cats? <laughs> cats. <laughs> I've never seen it. Of all the shows. Um, you know, there were some moments, right? Uh -huh. But uh, it wasn't the best show. But for me, I don't even remember the show so much. Mm. I just remember everything else we did. Yeah. And how captivated I was by New York City, right? And um, all of this is to say that it took me a long time to get to the woo. Uh huh. I mean, adult. You know, I yeah. didn't, you know, I met somebody who, you know, I grew up in an ashram and, you know, I know I didn't, I didn't have any exposure. Religion, sure. Right. Right. I grew up in a Catholic, Polish environment. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing yourself, tuning into your feelings, your desires, thoughts, goals, um, any of that kind of stuff, you know, I was for a very long time um, just following my instincts mm. right and I knew that I don't even know how or why after that you know coming on that trip that I, I do remember going to the guidance counselor's office and there's a whole stack of um, you know all the college brochures and whatever I mean we're talking about the 80s so yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um, all in paper it's form. all mm -hmm. there you mm -hmm. know flipping through things and I was like no I don't want any of this I find me something that's New York City ah. you know and that's how I got to New York and um, so it wasn't for a really long time that I became aware of that you can shift your energy you can shape your energy you don't um, you don't need to follow convention or um, how you were brought up mm -hmm. is not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be who you are forever. Um, and that's a, that's a big healing process. Yeah. And the only reason why I found my woo is because I was in a really bad first marriage. Mm. And I knew that I was sacrificing my soul um, for somebody and it didn't feel good and it didn't feel right and mm -hmm. I found my way you know into a therapy situation which was helpful but it wasn't helping my marriage <laughs> right it was helping you yeah right yeah and um, which can be so scary it's so scary it's so private and personal Absolutely. when you're going through a situation like that yes. and that was really the first time where I became aware of going deeply within, not talking to anyone about what I was thinking, mm -hmm. how I was going to navigate this. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I had two little babies. 
my two boys, they were, you know, three and five. And everyone thought I was insane. Yeah. Because I'm sure it was good enough. Like, it's really hard to leave good for, for, for your soul calling that you know is actually great. Yeah. But that transition period, is, it's so tricky yeah. and it's so difficult and very hard to discern. Yeah. And it was, it was really a very, very lonely, yeah. uh, devastating, difficult process for me to go through um, mm -hmm. as a young mom. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I knew that I was going to be villainized and victimized and all sorts of things as a result of it. Mm -hmm. I knew that I would lose friends. I knew that my own family members would look at me and and think I was crazy, mm. and um, and it would feed into a lot of my own insecurities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's really that was my first taste of the woo, but I also look back at that and I think, oh my God, how much I have grown. Yeah. By it's going through that pain. Yeah. And stepping out of the comfort zone, like that's like to hear you say that, like mm -hmm. that's when you first hit your woo. It's like. That was probably the first real expansion that was going to cost you a pound of flesh. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, it was really ugly. Yeah, it was very ugly and um, and very sad. There yeah. was a lot of good even happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but the strength that you have to really um, summon up within your own self. Yeah, um, it, it's the woo, you know, and. The beach at that time was um, very, very healing for mm -hmm. me, and mm -hmm. being near mm -hmm. the sea. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so that was my first taste of it, and where my curiosity really began. How about for you? Oh, my gosh. You, <laughs> I have to say, I love listening to you because you, you are such a master with, like, the paintbrush of, like, ugh. Pulling people That's through. So kind of you. I have note cards. <laughs> um, Tammy's like painting this masterpiece freestyle, it right? Matter. And I'm like, where's my paint by number? <laughs> I have my second note card. Um, <laughs> I will, so I'll add color to mine, but I will say that um, I, I do have a, a, a concrete definition for yeah. it for myself, just because I am kind of in a defining mode right now, mm -hmm. defining everything. Yeah. Um, so I wrote this actually in. You're such a great writer. In, I oh, mean, thank oh my you. gosh, thank you. I write a lot. You which do. Is what we're going to talk about because yes. we're going to talk about some more things in, in, later in the episode. But um, and I did write this in one of my morning rituals, which mm -hmm. we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. um, where I asked myself, "What in the world does woo mean?" And so I wrote, and I'll just read it, and then I'll then I'll add some color to it. Yeah, but um, of course. So I, my for me, you know, wooing is the process of coaxing something with affection with gentle inquiry, with genuine curiosity, with practices and rituals. We're wooing our soul into embodied action. Said another way, we're wooing love, the fullest expression of the source energy that runs through us all. Yeah, I love that. So like, that's, that's how I orient around woo. Mm -hmm. um, I love the practices. I'm definitely intrigued by the mystical and the metaphysical. Yeah all of that mm -hmm. and i don't know it's funny because we share origins in the catholic church i was also raised catholic my family is very catholic my dad was a deacon in the catholic church um and i just never i shouldn't say i never fell into it i i as a kid i would say i was extremely spiritual i did have a very um defined and solid container that i grew up in which i'm so grateful for mm -hmm. and 
I had a lot of mystical experiences as a kid. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I was being told that I couldn't really trust those experiences, right? Because who am I? I'm a little kid, right? And so when I would have a dream that would be particularly prophetic or mystical or something, it was like, it wasn't that I was necessarily bothered by them, but I was moved by them to the point of like, um, is this normal? Am I supposed to have dreams like this? Does, can I really, like, how, how did I see this in the dream and then it happened the next day? Like, how is that happening? And I don't know if it freaked people out or whatever, but I ended up being, like, shuttled off to a priest to talk about it. Of course. Of course, right? <laughs> and um, he was, like, I just remember him, like, doing this prayer of, like, dear God, please have these, you know, disturbing dreams and thoughts go away. And I remember being like, no, 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 no. Like, no, don't have them go away. I like them. I, it's, it brings me comfort and peace and a connection. Um, because I felt like I always would have a dream when I would have a particularly, like, powerful conversation with what I then would call God. Now I would call, I wouldn't even call it anything because I think you can't even name it. It's mm -hmm. not nameable. Um, and then, then something would always come. So I feel like as a kid, I was super spiritual. I had this really rich inner world that kept getting tamped down and told it can't be trusted. And then you layer just on life and you layer on maybe being a girl and you layer on all kinds of things. Yeah. And before you know it, like you don't really trust yourself anymore. And so I think, you know, that was kind of my evolution of that. And for me, it's been a deconstruction of things and a reconstruction of things. Right. My woo process. Right. Has really. Right. And questioning. Questioning. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. You know, why do I think that way? Where did that yes. thought come from? Exactly. Yeah. It's that gentle inquiry. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, Melissa Gilbert, Melissa, not Melissa Gilbert. Um, wait, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love? Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes, Melissa yes. Gilbert was Laura Ingalls, of yes. course. Um, no. But it's easy to mix them up. <laughs> no. Elizabeth Gilbert, you know, she, she talks a lot about um, kind of like wooing the muses. Mm -hmm. And I love how she says it's not really about like following your passion. It's just about like turning your head and giving a little attention or that gentle inquiry mm -hmm. into like, what's catching, what's catching my eye over here? Yeah. And I feel like I would not let myself do that mm -hmm. for a very long time in my life. I would follow interests. I feel like I, I definitely um, held my own in terms of right, being my person. because you wanted to be the good Catholic girl. Right. right. I did. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to be the good Catholic girl. I mean, I did stop being a good Catholic girl as soon as <laughs> I didn't have to, you know, right. live under my parents' roof and, mm -hmm. and follow that, you know, um, the mores of the church and all of that. But yeah. I mean, I married a Jewish man. Like, right. I feel like I always did kind of stand in my own mm -hmm. and so it's it gets confusing when you feel like you're I feel like I was always a pretty solidly so that's another thing we have in common which is what that we're solidly independent well like. that <laughs> but we're both women who were raised in the Catholic religion yeah. who married Jewish men oh my gosh that's right <laughs> that's, that's that's I think it's there are a lot of shared values oh sure yeah yeah for sure and yeah. I think in the end when when you ha when you have a connection, I mean, like I had such a spiritual connection, it didn't the label didn't matter to mm -hmm. me. So, yeah. and I still really stand by that. Mm -hmm. And so that's I think that's also why maybe it surprised me that I had this kind of like midlife 
woo moment mm -hmm. because I always felt like I did stand on my own two feet, you know? And yeah, and I'm sure you did, but there are some times when, um, you know, values change or right. you realize there's another part of yourself that's really might be getting tampered down, that's right? That's right, exactly, yeah. Or is it tamped down? Tamped down, I think. Yeah. But I we'll said, go tampered. I said tampered. But it's yeah. also tampered with. So. It's tampered <laughs> with, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's really you know what just, I, I do know what you mean. <laughs> but it's that, it's the, yeah. it's the, um, the fullness of feeling that, that source energy, which we all have. I, I firmly, one million percent Absolutely. believe that. Have believed that since I was a small child, wrote mm -hmm. a whole thing about it when I was a little kid. I firmly believe we all have this little divine spark inside. Mm -hmm. And it's like if you can start to flame that a little bit, yes. right? Yes. Um, it will burn some things. It's gonna catch some it's gonna catch some shit on fire. For sure. That's gonna happen. Yeah. And then it's gonna burn away. Right. Um, but what ends up happening is that your your flame just kind of like radiates out more. Exactly. Um, which is your amazing. light. Or your light. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So for me that's what woo. I mean, woo is really a it's a, it's a, a coaxing of that flame. Yeah. Really, it's a, a attending of that fire yeah. that's inside. I love that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It reminds me of the solar plexus chakra. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. For a, sure. Fiery. That one was a tough champ for me. <laughs> yeah. What else do you have on your note cards okay, over well, there? Let's this see. format Here is we working go. so I well. Know, right? Moving on. So, oh no. So we were just kind of touching on, um, integration and woo-woo in the real world and all yeah. that. So we talked about our woo, mm -hmm. and one of the things we wanted to talk about was some of our practices and our rituals. Yes. And so I thought it would be kind of interesting. We did a ritual on the show once, the bay leaf the bay leaves, yeah. ritual. Mm -hmm. And you host amazing experiences, Thank which you. are very, I mean. And we'll be co-hosting some together that's now. That's right. Which We're I'm excited about. Yeah. Uh -huh. Are we going to tease any of them Maybe. today? Maybe. Okay, do you stick around, everybody. <laughs> there might be something coming up at the end of the show. No, we're gonna tell you yeah um, but you do host things that I think are very special because they are not just events right I do believe they are rituals and I, I wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit mm -hmm. because I think there's a difference between things that we just do for fun mm -hmm. things that we just do that are practice and things that we do that are rituals and I, I wanted to know do you have thoughts like around that when mm -hmm. you Put together because you're so good at putting together oh, these rituals. Like, do Thank you have you. thoughts around I mean, rituals? it's interesting actually to hear you talk about what I do as a ritual. Um, I, I've never is. heard that before, which is awesome. Actually, I really, I really like that imagery. Um, I mean, for me, I always, with respect to that, um, I just, I love creating experiences that bring people together, that spark this moment of true connection. Mm -hmm. And whether that's two people that are having a true connection or like we've been talking about, us being more connected to ourselves. Yeah. And for me, that part is really, really interesting. Me too. Right? Yeah. And creating the space for that to happen for people mm -hmm. um, is really, really uh, enjoyable for me, but also very fulfilling for me. Yeah. And um, it's also caused me most recently to kind of look at my own practices and rituals because, you know, I'm like adding a lot to my library, you yeah. know? And so with the spring equinox, um, it, it, w it created an opportunity for me to say, what do I want, really want to bring forward? Maybe some things I'm just doing now 
that were helpful at one point, but I don't need them so much anymore. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. gentle inquiry, thank you for that <laughs> phrase, um, led me to saying, I actually want to add something that I haven't done, but I've been curious about, which was transcendental meditation. Oh. And so I've done lots of guided meditations. Um, we work on those together. Mm -hmm. um, you write in beautiful ones that you put to music that Thank I you. love. Um, and I love that. I, there are also times, and this is why I was really um, interested uh, in transcendental meditation, is because you know, our nervous system and when we get dysregulated, some types of meditation still require you, and even breath work, right, mm -hmm. which has its moments um, and has its, its good reasons to be in your life, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you're still active. Your, your body is active, yes. your mind is active. Um, and so with a lot of things, I was sort of looking at them and saying, well, every single thing that I've been doing it's pretty active. It requires mm -hmm. something from me mm -hmm. um, or my mind. And so then I went and I learned TM. And I highly recommend if anybody's curious um, as well, I went to, in our area, if you're local, I went to the Transcendental Meditation Center in Katona. And it was a really wonderful experience. And so it's a four-day period. It's one-on-one -on -one instruction, mm. um, and and not you're not um, occupied for four days. You go in four sequential days, like forty-five minutes to an hour each time. And um, this is an oral tradition that has been passed on for thousands of years, and I am blown away. So, in terms of a practice that I now have that I didn't have uh, a month ago. Mm -hmm and have since done every day up until here, and I will continue doing that forward, it's been a game changer for me. Wow. And also knowing that just like if you were to do a juice cleanse, mm -hmm. right, and you're detoxifying your body or your liver from chemicals and bad things in your body, TM is really about detoxifying our own mind of, of the busyness, yeah. you know? And all the stuff that's calling for our attention on the surface, right? And by transcending, and also, it's okay for those thoughts to be there. Right. And that's also a game changer, because a lot of times I'm struggling when I was doing other types of rituals or um, meditation going, these damn thoughts. I know. These damn they thoughts. They won't stop. Right? Yeah, yeah. And fighting with the thoughts. Yeah. And it's like, Which well, creates no. a different kind yeah. of suffering, and yes. that's not the point either. And in TM, it's like you take it as it comes, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so it's been a really beautiful... Um, and it's twice a day for 20 minutes. And I have to tell you, like, I was really bulking at that. Yeah, you know? that's, a, that's a dedication. <laughs> because before I was like, oh, I've got seven minutes, seven minutes let me put the meditation here. Mm -hmm. Or, you mm -hmm. know, catching it when I can, mm -hmm. which again has its merits. Absolutely. But now I'm first thing in the morning before I do anything else, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes I have to deal with the dogs. Right. If my husband's <laughs> traveling, I've got other things to do. Um, but most cases, it's either before I have my first cup of coffee or it's right after, um, definitely before you, you know you eat anything. Mm -hmm. And then you find time in the um, mid to late afternoon. So the idea is that you're not, you don't, you're not digesting your breakfast and then meditate. 
Mm, you're not mm -hmm. having dinner and digesting your dinner and then meditating and like you're really sleepy. You know, so it's yeah. this um, uh, kind of alert stillness, not kind of, but that's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really been really, really interesting. Lovely. Um, and, you know, and like we said, this week has been really challenging. Um, and my husband and I were laughing because I was like, I'm feeling like very frayed at the edges, you know? Uh -huh. Just everybody be warned. Yeah. I'm feeling very frayed at <laughs> the edges. And he's like, well, that's different, huh? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, now you're just aware that you're frayed at the edges versus like good on something him. triggering you wow. and then it's all out there, you know? Yeah. So we had a little haha -ha moment about that because he's also very good about those kinds of things and he is. Um, making you kind of more aware. Um, yeah, so in terms of rituals and practices, mm -hmm. um, there's a spiritual teacher in Australia, John Douglas, who's part of my uh, daily and weekly uh, meditations that I listen to. He calls them processes. Mm -hmm. And now the TM. And then depending on what's going on, I'll pull in other things. I'm a big bather. So I have lots of bath yeah. rituals. Yeah. With the salts and, and the, crystals. the crystals, candles. Yes. Yeah. Meditation or mantras. Um, yeah. So a lot of that. I love that. A lot of that. That's so good. I'm not mm -hmm. as good at that kind of ritual thing just yet. But okay. So tell me about so yours. So we're getting in there. Yeah. So my, really my rituals center more around the morning mm -hmm. um, and my morning practice. So it's similar that I get up. And before I do anything, I mean, oh, your morning pages? Yeah. Yes. I get up and That's I feed my dog. That's such a cool practice. Yeah. It's it's been a t talk about game changer. That has been a huge game changer mm -hmm. to me. And mm -hmm. this was one that I actually fought for a long time. Yeah. It's not um, it's not mine. It's Julia Cameron's yep. The Artist Way. So anyone who's ever read The Artist Way, which is really incredible, such a good book. Mm -hmm. If you are trying to like unleash any kind of creative vitality in your yes. life, there are so many great practices and rituals in that book. And morning pages is the foundational one. And what you do is you write three longhand pages, and it has to be longhand. It cannot be typed because there is a, there is a physical absolutely aspect yes. To this yes of channel not channeling but clearing. It's more of clearing. Um, it's three pa three pages longhand. It takes me about a half an hour, and I've done it. Almost, I think coming close to a year now that That's I've amazing. done it. Yeah. That's really amazing. And I, I wouldn't say, I mean, listen, do I do it every single morning? No, I can't do it every single morning because some mornings you have to deal with the fact that your hot water heater decided to spring a leak last night. Yes. And your plumber is coming. Real world. Real world. That happened to me <laughs> last night, just FYI. Uh, so um, sometimes I can't do it, but I, I would say I do it the majority of the time. And really I find when I don't do it, I, I can feel the difference. Um, but I do make a ritual of it in that I have a place that I sit, um, I have a specific pen that I use, I have a dedicated notebook where, it. where it all lives. Um, I try to make sure I have a big glass of water because mm -hmm. it's first thing in the morning, so I try to do a little cleansing with some water, rehydration from the night before, yeah. take a little breath, um, and so I do that first thing every morning. And then what I like to do, uh, you know, it gets here and there because I, I may have to take my son to school, I may have to run exactly. this. 
but I'll come back and then I usually will try to do some type of body work mm -hmm. um, for a while and then I always right after body work I sit down same thing I haven't eaten yet mm -hmm. because I find if I eat first it does kind of throw things off mm -hmm. um, then I do my meditation and that's really where I have more of like I have a specific candle that I light mm -hmm. and then I light a little Palo Santo mm -hmm. and I always do a smudge yeah I stand up and I do a whole smudge um, and then I have my crystals, my Kahlo crystals mm -hmm. sitting on my table. And I just, you know, if I feel like I'm drawn to pull one, I will. I don't always. Um, I listen to a guided meditation first, mm -hmm. which is about 10 minutes. And then I try to give myself about 11 more minutes. So it's 21 total um, of, a, of a silent meditation. Mm -hmm. or, I, or I'll chant. So, yeah, it depends, right? Mm -hmm. So I give myself some leeway. Yeah. Like, I don't always want to chant because sometimes I don't want to be active mm -hmm. for exactly what you were saying. Um, so th that's really my ritual. I, I don't really have anything else during the day. It would probably be good to have something during the day mm -hmm. or in the evening, but um, that's really my, my ritual. And you know, I, I did a little research on rituals, which I just want to share a touch. I'm not going to jump down this whole philosophical rabbit hole, but <laughs> This is part of my woo, as I like to understand, you know, like, how's that different from just a practice or a thing or this? And this is how I kind of zeroed in on, like, the things you do are rituals, right? Mm -hmm. And some of the things that I, you know, I found was, like, with the TM, they're actually ancient practices. Yes. I mean, rituals are ancient. This is uh -huh. not new age. This is right. not new things. This right. is, you know, religions clearly have rituals. Right. Um, and so they're really a series of actions performed in a particular way that creates space for awakening, healing, and discernment. Mm -hmm. And that's because you had said that earlier about mm -hmm. you went on that walk mm -hmm. and you, you used those exact words and I almost wanted to jump up wow. and say, because you said I just needed to create some space. Mm -hmm. I needed a little time to process, to think, to discern. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I doing? Right. And so I think you can really ritualize anything you can ritualize a walk. You can ritualize making tea. You well, can... yeah. I mean, I know somebody where her morning toast is her ritual. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's a beautiful thing. It really it, is. You know, just your morning toast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really anything that really helps us. Um, for me, it's like, it's the wooing, right? The rituals are part of a, an exercise program, if you will, that I use to help woo my own soul right. to kind of come out and play yeah, and to have those whispers get a little louder. Yeah, I love that. And it keeps my channel clear mm -hmm. so that I can actually hear them. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot does pop up. I don't know for you, like do things pop up after you've finished rituals? 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%, yeah, and sometimes during them. Yeah, me you too. Know? So, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's very interesting. And again, it's always just about finding whatever works for you. Yes. And there's so many different ways that you can go about it. Um, <clears throat> but also it's, you know, like we've talked about this too. Like I, I became really curious about Ayurveda and mm. I um, enrolled in this course with uh, the Shakti School and this, this amazing woman, Katie Silcox. You know, she talked about... Um, the, these practices, these rituals um, that we then put into our toolkit, mm -hmm. we're honoring lineage, we're honoring yes. culture. Yes. Um, and as long as that is always part of what we are doing, and the idea is that 
we're honoring it and we're passing it down. Mm -hmm. Whether it's to our friends, to our kids, to our spouses, or you know, whatever, or yeah. just even with ourselves, we're still having these amazing um, healing practices and even wellness and medicinal um, benefits that you get from a lot, whether it's Ayurveda, whether it's Chinese medicine, yeah. you know, whatever modality. Um, we had, you know, we were talking about Reiki with Kristen, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, which has a Japanese origin, right? You know, without talking about honoring and sharing these lineages and these cultures through ritual, where would they be today? I mean, right. it, it's how, you know, we become um, aware and respectful of each other. It's yes. how we move into this world of oneness, not, yes. not away from it. You know? Yeah. You just brought up two really good points that mm -hmm. I want to touch on before we before we wrap before we up. wrap it up. Yeah. Because I know like I'm I'm down a rabbit hole here with this whole ritual I know. thing. I know. And rituals are so extremely important for community. Yes. They have a shadow side. Just like you good were point. saying. You good know, point. like you know, you have to know what your intention is. You men mentioned yeah. that as well. You have to know yeah. what your intention is behind the rituals. And that I have a, a, a good quote here. You got a card for that? I do, I have a card for that. Got a card for that. I have a card for that. Um <laughs> But this is a quote from my favorite little uh, Franciscan friar monk that I follow, <laughs> Richard Rohr. I, uh -huh. I follow him, and that's part of my rituals too. I, I read a bunch of his meditations. But yeah, um, nice. he has this quote that I think is really, it hits it. He says, mindless repetition of any practice with no clear intention, or what I would call heart connection, mm -hmm. right? If it's not coming from your heart, if you don't understand why you're doing it, it can keep us unconscious. We need rituals that keep breaking us into new insights, desire, compassion, and an ever larger notion of what he would call God. You can call it whatever you would like. I said oneness. Oneness, the yeah. universe, but but an ever larger notion of God and ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And his whole point I love this is, friar. Right? I'm follow him. Because his, I mean, he, he actually is a very um, constructive yeah. critic of religion in, in what I would say a healthy way mm -hmm. because he recognizes the importance of it and the wisdom that can be found there. He also understands how, how it has kind of missed the mark in a lot yeah. of areas. Yeah. And, and, and to his point about this, you know, it really can keep us unconscious because like in the Hindu faith, a ritual around grieving mm -hmm. is that you remove all hair. Mm -hmm. Like you got to remove the hair, right? Mm -hmm. That's their ritual. In the Jewish faith, when you mourn, the men grow hair, they grow beards. Mm -hmm. So if you're not conscious about like the intention behind the ritual, right. it can tr it can fall into tribalism so quickly mm, really without understanding yeah. that right. we are doing the same thing, right? right. We are honoring a, a soul, something that's helping our soul to process, to come mm -hmm. out, to deal with, to whatever. And this is how I'm doing it. And that's how you're doing it. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. It's yeah, different. Exactly. It's because at the core of it, it's the same. It's what everybody's differences are that are making our world so interesting, right? right. Um, and we need to celebrate differences, not, you know, be judgy and put, put, you know, put people in corners for their right. differences, right? And one is not better than the other. No. And that's a whole other discussion. It is. At it another is. time. It is. But it's kind of, it, <laughs> yeah. it flows back to like the, the idea of woo. Correct. And that kind of, you know, we all might shade it different colors, yes. right? But it's all feeding from the same rainbow, if you will, right? So magenta like, is probably magenta, every color. 
Like I'm seeing it now in your sweater. <laughs> We're bouncing the color. Look at that. We did that. Full we, didn't even, circle. we didn't even mean to woo. do that. And we did it. That was very woo. It really was very woo. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, that was a lot for today. <clears throat> that was a lot. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we should probably do a part two on this discussion. Yeah, I think and so. And I would love to um, share some easy rituals or some practices yeah. and give people some how-tos if they would like. Yeah. Um, so maybe we can do something like that. That would be lovely. And talk to other people about you know their rituals and what, what it means for them. Yeah. It could be really interesting to highlight some of this stuff. Absolutely. And uh, you know have a broader conversation around it. Yeah, I think so. I have a lot more on my cards, so there's definitely then room we need for a part, part two. <laughs> cards. So uh, we're gonna go fly into the real world. That's right. We've got a we've got baseball games oh, and yeah. life and things to get to. <laughs> so here comes the real world. But I loved our woo hour here. Yes. Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening and tuning in. See you next time. See you next time.